Real Talk with Grace Redmond features conversations with fierce and fabulous people from Grace's community and circle who inspire others with their stories of overcoming challenges to create amazing. Grace is an entrepreneur and success coach who works with individuals to diminish their negative mental chatter, boost their confidence, achieve their goals, and increase their prosperity mindset. Get ready for a series of Anything Goes conversations with remarkable men and women that will get you jazzed for life's unlimited possibilities of success, freedom, and fun. Welcome to Real Talk with Grace Redmond. I am Grace Redmond, and I thank you for joining us on another episode of Real Talk, where I get to have real life, raw conversations with incredible people from my circles and communities who have overcome challenges, inspire, and create amazing. Today, my incredible guest is Julie Durham. Julie is the founder of Durham Real Estate Group and is enjoying her third decade of being an East Bay realtor. She's well known for her superior level of client service and expert knowledge regarding the real estate market. Julie has received many outstanding accolades, such as Realtor Magazine's prestigious 30 Under 30 Award. Julie's willingness to go the extra mile has elevated Durham Real Estate Group to the list of top 100 places to work in the East Bay year after year for best work environment. Julie enjoys the opportunity to give back. She's actively connected to her community through various organizations, including Shelter Inc., Habitat for Humanity, One Warm Coat, Lafayette Partners in Education, Helping Hands, and many others. Julie has an undeniable love for real estate and giving back to the community, but her true passion in life is her family, and I'm so excited to welcome Julie to the show today. Hi, Grace. Julie, thank you so much for joining us. I'm thank so excited you. to have you on today. Thank you. No, so excited. It's honored and touched. Like I just said, oh, I a friend asked, what are you talking about today? And I was like, I'm just honored to even be here because, kidding? Um, yeah, you have so many great speakers. And so I'm so touched you thought of me. Thank you. And good to see are you. you. Kidding? You're a rock star, sister. Mm -hmm. And keep rocking it out there. I love seeing all of your work and what you're doing. It's, it's Thank you. Thank awesome. you. Honey. Yeah, I appreciate it. And it's it's been um, you know a privilege to witness your journey and, and chat with you. Um, it's it's amazing what you've created. And I know that you know you started your real estate journey back when you were you said 21, 22 years old. If you told your 21 year old self that you would be where you are today, you know, five incredible offices, you know, these um, amazing accolades, would she believe you? Right. Um... Would any of us believe, you know, talking to our youthful selves, if we could have that conversation, how much would change? Um, I think the 21 year old self always knew there was some fire. Mm. I believe there's a little light within all of us and uh, you don't want to play small. I know it's cliche, but I feel like the, the more you let your light shine, it, it gives others permission to do so. I just said that to somebody, to a friend recently, you don't play small. So I kind of knew from the get-go, whether it's, you know, my amazing parents, thank you for, you know, building a foundation of anything's possible. Um, but I didn't know what it would look like. So getting into the field of real estate, I thought would be a fun little hobby when I retire until learning hobby. <laughs> far from that. Um, Dudum Real Estate Group's been a labor of love and a passion. Um, 
and I have to correct because my husband will have my neck, but definitely Julie Del Santo. Julie yes, Dudum Del Santo. I, I totally screwed up on that one. I, we get it every day. So, um, and a husband and a brother with the same name. They're like, are you Tony Dudum or Tony Del Santo? But um, yeah, it's it's been a journey and it's been a great journey. I, and I'm always a believer the best is yet to come. It's part of a path of where we're trying to be. And, and I picked up on that. I saw that, you know, and, and, and I it was funny because I was talking to a girlfriend about that just this morning, said, you know, we've come this far, but the best is yet to come. So then when I saw that, it really resonated. So tell me more, like, speak to me about that idea that the best is yet to come. So I think actually, I'm glad you asked because some people see it and it's taken as you're never satisfied. Why, why is this not that great that you're always there's more or the best is yet to come that this isn't good enough? opposite. It's appreciating where we are now, but it's also being aware. And I say, I would want to say open to constantly growing and constantly expanding, not necessarily by size, but by mind and by heart. And, you know, if you operate from that, that place of the best is yet to come, which is something I've always said, things happen good and bad, but there's always an opportunity for what could be. And we aren't even is, is, grateful and amazed as we could be at something, it could even get better if we want it to. So there is a fine line of, well, then just be content with where you are. And I recognize that. Um, but to also know it, there's more, go for it. Get, get, get uncomfortable being, get comfortable being uncomfortable. A friend recently told me, get comfortable being uncomfortable. That's where the magic happens. So you can be comfortable and have life really good, but if you could stretch, um, what's Matthew McConaughey say? JKL, just keep living. Yes. There's, you keep going. So the best is yet to come. There's things we haven't even begun to see on the amazement of what the world and what, regardless of what people believe, but what the good Lord above can bring. And so um, I, I just think the best is yet to come has kind of become a form of positive wait and see what's out there type thing. I love that. And you just, you know, validated my conversation this morning because it's really not about not being satisfied where you are. It's it's except it's appreciating where we are and being open to what's to come is not um, not being satisfied. It's like we need to grow and expand in this life. And if we stop growing and expanding, then we're not living. So it's I mean, obviously, I've said a lot of quotes and we're only a minute in, but um, one of my favorite movies in the world is Shawshank Redemption. Oh, girl, and yes. There's a quote in there, um, get, living, get, get busy living or get busy dying. Mm -hmm. um, in my early years of real estate, and even still now, I go to a lot of conferences and I remember family and friends poking fun in a good way. Like, at what point are you going to stop going to these? At what point do you want to stop growing? Yes. It, it's get busy living or get busy dying. So it's yes. not dissatisfaction of where you are. It's just knowing how you can always be the best version of yourself and what you're offering. And, and when I say the best is yet to come, it's not sitting around waiting. It's also telling yourself you have an opportunity to tap in to dictate what the results will be. It's you have the best is yet to come is also a responsibility of yourself to do the shifting or apply the necessary um, mindset and, and activity to get you where you want to be with better, if that is what you want. And, and, and you're right, it does take action. I mean, we're not going, you're not going to sit around and we know we talked about the law of abundance, which I, I live my life based on the law of abundance. And I also understand that it takes action. I'm not going to sit on my couch or on the desk and it's, it's just, 
going to come. And it's it's all of those pieces that you talked about together. It's the constant learning and growth. And one of my questions to you was, and you probably just answered it, like how do you continue to grow and expand? What type of things do you do to help you continue to expand your knowledge and your experience of the laws of success? I think it's changed over the years. Um, I think it used to be just going to a conference because life was simpler. Yes, it was. Um, it was, you know, a checkup from the neck up, as I called it. <laughs> I think it's true. I think, you know, you leave a conference or a seminar and you're like riled up. We have this coach in real estate called Brian Buffini. You'd leave a Buffini seminar and your bucket's as full as it could be. And then life happens and you just get back into your routine. So it used to be simpler with that. Then it was, okay, how can we stay focused in, in the good? And, you know, you, you bring in someone else and now I have a husband. And so then it's like, what can we do now? And, you know, then you have a kid and then your business grows and now you have a bigger staff and then you have another kid. And then in my case, another kid and another kid. So I have four children. And so, yeah, thank God. But the reality is it's not as simple as going to a conference anymore. Um, it's to really stay in that good space. And I've lost, I've gotten away from it at times. And that's the full truth is to know that a it's okay to get good help and not feel guilty about it, whether it be at home or whether it be in work, Absolutely. Um, whether it be hiring someone to help do your laundry, if you have the resources to do so. And a friend told me that years ago, but the key was when she said, and not feel guilty about it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a matter of getting good help. I think it's a matter of going to the conferences to reset. And I've, you get so caught up in the routine. It's so easy to get lost from where you want to be. And probably not just, I just told my company this in a company meeting this morning, not just for days or weeks, but probably for months or years, I'll be the first to admit, and it's okay to be transparent. You know, I love, I love your name, Grace, give yourself grace Always. that things get away. You know, I'm like a helium balloon and someone needs to pull me down. And those conferences would just pull me down and check me in. But as life got more complicated, I was checking boxes, even up until like weeks ago, get, get through the routine, get through the day, get through the day. And someone made me aware of you're getting through the day, but do you even know where you are or even who you are? Yeah. You're just going through rapid, rapid. You know, I have a checklist every day of what I need to get done and every day. But the reality is somebody told me you're running ahead of your soul. Mm. So you're going, but you got to pause to make sure your soul can keep up with you. And I get emotional thinking about it because it's our life. I've been, yes. we get so caught up in doing everything, especially for whether it's the working mom or not the working mom, whether you're working or not, you have your kids. And if you're not even a mom, if you're just an individual, our world has thrown us so many different things to take us out of our comfort. How we cope with that and how we react to that will dictate our, our, experience our results. The outcome is not just dictated by the events that happen in our life. The outcome is dictated by the events and our reaction to the events combined. Mm -hmm. And that's what will dictate the outcome. So when I'm going, 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 cause I got to get everything done. It's great. You do it all, but at what expense that I'm running ahead of my soul. And so I love that, that you said running ahead of your soul. Yeah. And I've been there many times. Yeah. It was I've an eye opener. It was an eye opener and I'm probably going off track with, you know, the best. No, of them, but it, it just, how do you stay? It used to be so simple as a conference. Now it's 
deeper level. It's it's one-on-one coaching with different people, business coaches, spiritual coaches. Um, it's taking time to pause. It's taking, which anyone who's listening who knows me is going to be like, you did what? <laughs> I, I don't go in my bed in the middle of the day to just lay there. Um, I would love to. I just don't. I mean, I head hits the pillow around 1, 1 1.30 a.m. and head gets up around 6, 6.30 a.m. and off I go. So when people find this out, you did what? But the other day, it was probably two in the afternoon and I got in bed and I did a little two little three minute headspace things, the little um, meditation thing, just listening to a guy talk and walk, work on breathing, work on focusing on positive to reset and then go. And that's how you know that whatever's being thrown at you the best is yet to come. So it yeah. used to be simple in my long-winded answer, Grace, as a conference, but now it's everything. It's a conference. It's taking a pause in the middle of the day. It's focusing mm-hmm. on being grateful. It's giving yourself grace. It's mm-hmm. putting systems in place. It's getting help and not feeling guilty. All of that is the foundation to get you to grow and be good with your growth. Absolutely. And I can relate to everything you said, and it resonates, uh, you know, being a workaholic, recovering mm-hmm. workaholic, like you said, it was the checkbox and I just check, check, check. It, I didn't stop for my soul. And I love how you said you're getting ahead of your soul and then you get depleted and exhausted and all of these accomplishments and the success and, and, and the financial security doesn't mean anything. Nothing. Because we're depleted. And for me, exactly what you said, I had one coach, business coach, and when he found out everything that I was doing, because I didn't have help in the house, he said, are you crazy? Like you are, um, you have a death wish. Yeah. And so that's when I chose to, you know, get the help in the house, get more help in the business. We can't do this alone. Although I believe we're conditioned to believe we could do it alone as a badge of honor. And that's self-sabotage. Depending on, yes, depending on who or how we were raised or also depending on what pressures we put upon ourselves. True. Depending on what pressures we put upon ourselves. Um, Absolutely true. I saw a friend's daughter at a swim meet. It was a 15-year-old daughter. And it is. A lot of it's self-inflicted. And what do we have to prove? And what's the badge of honor going to say? None of that matters at the end of the day. So to refocus on the bigger picture, I saw a friend's daughter at a swim meet and she's a great, successful, strong swimmer, great in school. She's a 15, almost 16 year old girl. And she did well in a race. And I saw her get out of the pool and she was in the corner and she was crying. And I went up to her, I said, what's going on? And I know her mom pretty well. I don't know her that well. And she's like, sorry, you're right though. And she admitted, because it's just pressure I put upon myself. And so after I consoled her and comforted her and gave her my crazy quotes and words of wisdom that I told her, God willing, one day you'll be saying this to one of my kids because, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's, we live in a village and all need each other. Mm-hmm. But then I said this, I said, some pressure is okay. I said, imagine a car. She doesn't have a car yet. So I change it to a bike. <laughs> imagine a bike. Your bike has tires so you can go. I said, if you didn't have enough pressure, you can't ride the bike. Your tires are flat. She goes, yeah. Mm. And I said, but what if you have too much pressure? Mm. She said the tire would pop. I said, exactly. And here I get emotional again, because I think of these little kids. That's a beautiful metaphor. Yeah. I think of kids, some pressure is okay. And our world has been so 
who am I to say this, but from what I've seen, our world has been so protective of some where there's no pressure, no this, no that, no, no grit. The grit. Why don't they just have grit. The grit. Why don't they have resilience? Oh, they do now because they live through COVID. No, get <laughs> in there and get work. Mm -hmm. So we're protecting them on one hand or the opposite. We're giving so much pressure that they pop. Where's the in-between that says some is okay. Yes. Some is good. And that's what's going to get you through. And I mean, you could see the light bulb go on with this girl and the shift. And her mom, you know, reached out to me later going, you don't know that little bike thing, what mm -hmm. it meant. I'm okay with you giving yourself a little pressure because you need it to go. It's what will get us where we need to be. Too much is not good. Well, that goes back to getting uncomfortable. Be comfortable with the uncomfortable because it is in our uncomfortable that we move forward. That drive comes from the uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That's what move, at least for me, because you can feel it. You can feel something inside of you when you're too comfortable. I know for me, like I don't feel fulfilled. I feel restless. Yeah. Which brings me to a question yeah. is what do you think drives you? Where does your ambition come from? You feel restless, Grace, because I'm not saying like me, because I'm trying to be real humble, but um, the way you're wired, where does my ambition come from is I'm wired. You feel uncomfortable because the way you're wired you're designed for greatness and you are uncomfortable yeah. to settle for mediocrity. You are uncomfortable to settle for average. And certain people have that and certain people have to work at it. Um, again, using a real life story at a friend's graduation and a friend of mine told his daughter and her friends that were graduating guys and girls, you are not average. Mm. Don't settle for average. And here's, and people are like, wow, he thinks so great of his family. No, he said, I could say this at anybody's, anybody's graduation. The world's okay. Sometimes being average, go for more. Absolutely. If you don't feel you're wired that way, go for more. Cause it's yours to be had. And the ones that go for it, get it. So what drove me? And I can say it's the way I'm wired. Cause there is some of that tire pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it is. And, and I guess not knowing limits for all the people who have young kids and look at their young ones going, Oh, they drive me nuts. They just don't know. They don't take no for an answer. They don't, it will serve them well later. Um, right now. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no rules. There's no, they don't wait in line. They don't, it's a mess when they're young, but when they're older, it will serve them well. Um, it's, yeah. It's funny you say that because, um, that's me. You know, like I don't take no for an answer. It's like uh, the persistence. Like I had someone say like, you just don't give up. And that goes back to the grit, the, pers the persistence, not taking no for an answer. And of course there's a fine line, you know, there comes a time where you need to surrender. You're never going to be disrespectful or rude about it. But right. as a kid, I don't want to say we were ashamed, but I'm sure there was some adults, there were some adults who would look at us and it was, look at her. You can't take no for an answer. What's wrong with her? And That's God right. forbid you're this young, growing, That's intelligent, right. cultured girl. Can you please just submit? Yes, but there's a reason what was driving you. And that's the wiring that got you exactly where you are now. Absolutely. And part of it was a survival mechanism as well. I mean, for me, part of it was survival. Now it's different. Now it's more like I strive, I, I strive for you know excellence. I'm not in the survival mode. Because Whereas, you know what you're capable of. 
But when I was younger, and you're right, my mom was like, you know, no man is going to like you because you're too strong, you're too independent. And you're right, the messages were mixed, but at the same time, they wanted you to be, you know, strong, but then you're too strong. So, I mean, definitely that's a whole other podcast. It's completely. (laughs) (laughs) So what, what would you tell to, you know, maybe a young girl that's watching, like, what, what would you say to her having the knowledge and experience you know now, what would you say in regards to this piece? another podcast. I don't write books, but I could write a book on that. Um, Stay true to what you believe. Stay true to your core. Things are going to try to get you off path. In the bigger picture, like I told this girl at the pool, said I'm not dismissing your feeling and your pain, but it's this much on the spectrum of life. Mm-hmm. So you'll get through it is why I'm telling you that because life throws you curveballs, and there's a way to, um, believe what you hear and be taken down by it, but don't wait around for anybody else to, you know, plant your garden and, and grow you. It's up to you to make it happen. And you have everything, anybody in this world has everything mm-hmm. they need, regardless of their circumstances to navigate through it. And I know that's a big statement because there are people who are struggling and stuff that they feel they can't get out, but there is some survival in all of us. It's how we're built. There's a survival and it might not be look the same for two people and it might be different levels, but um, never let go of hope. There's always hope that can get people through. What advice I would give to a little girl is you can do it, but you will do absolutely nothing if you don't try. Can't, can't, hit if you don't swing the bat, you know? Mm-hmm. So let's say you try and fail. Better better to have tried than not tried at all. And guess what? You get up and you do it again. And there's that old quote, it's not how many times you fail, okay. it's how many times you get up. Right. You can That's fail right. 999 times, just get up a thousand. And there's no failure. I mean, it's feedback we learn. 100%. There's I, no failure. 100%. I wish I learned that sooner in life because we were not allowed to fail. No. Um, and once I learned that, okay, there's no failure, it's feedback, we're gathering information to go to the next, you know, part of our journey, it, it shifted my whole perspective. And it's hard. And even saying it, because I, I like to use words that are connotated with positivity, not negative, and failure is a negative word. And so I was speaking with my own daughter about a soccer tryout. And, you know, if we fail, if we win, if we get it, if we don't, if we fail, it's okay, because, and then I stopped myself. And this was just yesterday. And I go, and if you do, it's not that you failed. You still win if you didn't get that go on that team because you still tried and that's the win. That's right. So every step might not give you the outcome that you were expecting, but it gives you the outcome you need in that moment. Absolutely. I believe in that. And I want to speak to something that you said earlier about regardless, we all have it within us to um, the greatness. We all have it within us, regardless of our circumstances. And I did watch a Marie Forleo and Brendan Bouchard podcast not too long ago. And they talked about just that. I know, I mean, there's people that struggle. There's different circumstances that are suffering. I I definitely don't want to dismiss or diminish that. But in their talk, they talked about how any one of us can get to where we want to go. We have it within us. Like you said, that grit, that resilience. And I always love to um, talk about that point because anyone can. Again, I know there's, you know, there's extremes and there's, 
and again, not dismissing it. And not you, dismissing you know, it. And, I mean, there's right. and you think right. of someone, God forbid, if they were listening to this saying, you have no idea. And I've been locked up for three days or three years or three decades and I can't, but to find the win in your personal headspace. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's where it is. And that's what gets them through or they would have given up a long time ago. So those people have greatness that they're using to get through every day that they don't even realize they have that inspires others. So, um, yeah, it's, it's now, and I don't want to say, say the whole world, like, oh my gosh, doom and gloom, everything's bad and we have to fight hard. There's still so much goodness to celebrate. Always, out there. always. Um, but yeah, it's, there's, it's the power of the mind should not be taken lightly. Absolutely not. And, and I mean, to be where I am today, I use the, you know, cause I, I remember my therapist when I was 19, I, I started therapy when I was 19. I've told the story before when she retired a few years ago, I saw her for 25 years. She said, when I met you, when I was 19, when you were 19, I thought there was no hope left for you. And oh. I, I said, I'm not offended. You know, that speaks to the power of the mind that speaks to the power of how resilient we are and applying, you know, the, um, tools that you've mentioned throughout this podcast, we can't create a life of abundance. It's, it starts here. It's also amazing though. She, of what people read off of us. When she said, I thought there was no hope left for you. And you're like, you're the one that's supposed to be giving me hope, you know? <laughs> and is that what I'm going around putting out there? Well, be careful what you wish for because it might just come true. You know, that's I always right. say if you own the ball of negativity right. and then things are hard for you, it's, there's no irony in that. It's direct, it's by design without you realizing it. Well, so, we, we get more of what we focus on. And I know yeah. you believe in the laws. Yes. So the more we focus on what's not working, the more we focus on the negative, we're going to get more. And I, I'm sure we all have those people in our life that there's constant drama. Well, that's because they're in the drama. Yeah. Which brings me up, you know, I want to talk about the law of abundance. So how has the law of abundance helped you create the business? I mean, God bless, you know, five offices. You started in 2010, it's 2012, you know, just incredible teams, incredible accolades. How did you use the law of abundance to create this business. So, um, I laugh because it's anyone who's in real estate, if you ever sold a house would be like, you did what? So <laughs> again, it goes back to no limits. Mm. I remember my like third week in the office with my manager at the time, who's amazing. Lisa Crosby Torres talk about an amazing woman. And she came up to my desk. She's what's wrong. She could tell something was up. And maybe I was I think I was early on within the first month, maybe it was the second month. What's up? And I said, I didn't get that first sale yet. She said, That's okay. You're still, it takes agents a while to get going. I go, no, but this was 1999 or 2000. Cause I've been in the business 23 years. And she said, tell me more. And I said, um, I thought I'm supposed to get a sale a week. <laughs> okay. That's why I thought real estate work. No one ever told me there's no how to manual. I thought I was supposed to get one sale a week. And she looked and she said, I don't want to correct you because I don't want to set a, a sky. I don't want to put a limit on your belief. If you think you can get a sale a week, go for it. I just want to let you know, though, give yourself grace. It takes a while and some new agents might get three or four sales the first year. So I was like, what? And I didn't want to believe because in my head, I thought you get a sale a week. And I grew my business. I ended up with 13 in my first year and so on and so forth. And I ended up 
getting to a point where I was 60 to 65 homes a year as my own individual agent. That's incredible. And past my one sale per week. And why do I believe in the law of abundance? I don't want to say because it's all I know, but I entered into this industry with the belief that this is possible. Mm, mm. So why would I backtrack that out? Why would I lower that bar, that standard? Um, I also, like I mentioned that coach before, that Brian Buffini coach, he has a whole thing he's implemented for years. And I've been in his coaching program about the law of abundance versus the law of scarcity mm-hmm. and law of abundance and open to receive, you know, he says, give it out in slices. It comes back in loaves Yes. versus the law. And that's not why you give, but it's a result of giving mm-hmm. law of scarcity and operating from a, and you know who those people are. I don't have enough. I never have in real estate. You can't want the sale more than your clients. When you're operating from that place of scarcity, you never have enough. That's right. Ever. That's right. You would, you can have more than anybody and you'll never have enough in that mindset. You operate from a law of abundance. You can have the least amount and you're more than satisfied. And I see people who struggle. I see people who he always says, you know, people have a bad relationship with money. And that's a hard thing to wrap your head around. And I don't want to relate abundance to money because it could be abundance of love and abundance of activity mm-hmm. and abundance of health, mm-hmm. which is more important. But relating to finances, we have all these quotes. It's harder to, you know, get a camel through the eye of a needle than it just with regard to money. Mm-hmm. Money's the root of all evil. Money's it's not. No. It is if you have a good relationship. I know people who are rich and happy and rich and pissed off. That's right. You know, it's not money doesn't make or break. Mm-mm. It can provide a lifestyle, absolutely. but if you have a good relationship and understanding, and it's not a sense of negativity or even stress, and that's hard to do. So people hearing me right now, if they're in there and they're financially not in a good place, mm-hmm. they're going to go, how are you saying financial stress is, I- I've seen it all. When you have the mindset around it like this, it will always be like this. Absolutely. But if you it's shift your mindset, it falls into place, even if you have less. Absolutely. It was also a belief system around, around money. And this is a whole nother podcast. It, it's around, and money's energy. And yeah. money's tied to not only our belief, but it's tied to our self-worth. Sad. Sadly. Hope, hopefully not, but some do. Some do. I mean, that's gonna, that's a whole, I'd love to do a podcast on that one day, because especially us as women, I, I don't think that we're raised to believe that, you know, we can be financially successful on our own. There's always has to be, you know, a, a co-creation or someone else. I mean, of course it could be a co-creation, but I think it's so important to understand that when it does come to money, it's tied to our belief system. It can be tied to our worth and money's also abundant. No, it's not the most important thing but it's also a beautiful thing and it can give us freedom and not only freedom when, you know, us as women were financially successful, we get back a hundred percent to the community. If you have a mindset and a good affiliation with it instead of, uh, then it all falls into place. And, and again, not to focus on finances, if we move it over to, you know, health, because again, that's right. I don't, I've seen abundance on all different walks of life and where it's positive or negative health. You see the ones who have an abundance and a mindset of abundance with good health. And thank God, of course, there's things out of our control, but those people usually don't get sick a lot. And those people, then you see the ones who are always blowing their nose and always coughing and always, they're (laughs) always sick. Yes. Always. So there's so much of a belief system of what you put out is what you get back. And it pertains to so far beyond one topic or area of life. It's 
relationships, it's money, it's faith, it's health, it's physical, it's business, it's everything. It's it's across the board, everything. I could, yes, I could, we could be here for hours. Oof. Something that I really loved when we chatted was you talked about avoidance. Um, and you said, when we, when we are running away from something, we are actually running towards it. Can you speak on that? I said that in my office meeting this morning. So <laughs> a lot of times people have things they need to deal with, and it could be something so, I don't want to say light to dismiss it. It could be something um, that could appear to be less um, intense or something simple as, you know, your favorite dog ran away when you were 12 and the household family dog and you have this great guilt because you were the one who left the gate open and you've never worked through it to serious, deep rooted, uh, physical, mental, emotional abuse. Um, you fighting with somebody who may be past and you didn't have closure, whatever it is. It's amazing how much that little voice can hold us back and have a, an effect or an impact negatively on those around us, um, including ourselves. Mm. Um, and so subconsciously people table things or put them or file them in the back and I'll deal with it later. And sometimes people just don't know how to deal with it. Like, what do you mean? I'm supposed to talk to someone. I'm supposed to, there's so many different ways that you can come to grips. You can, but there are things to do to actually listen to your heart. People say, I got to deal with it. I have to talk. No, you listen to your heart. You listen to your brain. You talk about experiences, even if it's to yourself, write yourself a note, work through things, however you need to work through them, but don't just hide them or don't just avoid them. And don't just go on as if nothing happened because eventually it catches up. And what I find is when you do go through life and it could be years, it could be decades, you do go through life you thought you've been running away from this thing, but subconsciously you've been running towards something else by avoiding that. So I'm not going to go there. I'm going to run, 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 run. But what am I running towards? I'm not, I'm running away from that. But over here is this little guy that you didn't even realize you're running towards and he's awful or she's, it's awful. And you don't even know what this is. So subconsciously by avoiding and running away from something or even not running by not dealing with it, mm -hmm. you're actually subconsciously making a statement that you're going to go to something else that might not fare you too well. Yes. If it's like the less the universe presents the lesson and we don't want to deal with it, hear it, make the changes. You know, they say like, I'll use a relationship, for example, like yeah. you're in one relationship, it's not working out and you leave the relationship. Well, you're just, if you don't deal with what's inside the unconsciously, then you're going to go to the same relationship with a different face and name. hundred percent. So, and then, like you said, if we don't deal with it, I know a lot of times it manifests in our physical ailments as well. So I think this is, you know, this is huge and people do, they want to run away. They don't want to deal with the deep thing, but I love what you said is, okay, fine. Talk to yourself, write it out. I think that, you know, even just having a piece of awareness from self-talk or writing can help. And some people feel that safer. I mean, whether they're worried about something happening or whether they're worried about being judged or whether they're worried about, but just even putting it out there and then doing whatever you need to do, putting it in the fireplace, watching it burn, saying mm -hmm. a few words to whoever you believe, talk to, you know, God or whoever, yeah, just to get it out there. Um, it'd be amazing. The subconscious transitional, the shift that you'll experience 
the avoidance is darkness. The avoidance, like you said, is physical ailments. The avoidance is the silent stress that can kill and that can, God forbid, create deep diseases. Yes. Um, get it yes. out. Get yes. It out. Get it. Get it. Get it out. Get, get it, it out, out so you can celebrate the life that you can. You were designed to live. Get it out so you yeah. can let your light shine. Without getting it out, your little internal light, light is dim. Yeah. Turn the light on. Yes, and there's freedom. I've never experienced, and it just keeps getting deeper. And once I get like, oh, this is great. You know, I've released this. I've created new stories. And then there's more. There's more layers. But like you said, the um, the best is yet to come. Mm -hmm. There's more freedom and more peace and more expansion. And, and that's why I do what I do, because I want people to know, like, you can get to the other side of that darkness. Oh. You can get to freedom. Like, we can create a life we love. This is not, I'm not just bullshit. Like, people would, at the baseball field, they're like, you know, you wear rose-colored colored glasses. No, like I get, like, I've been through some shit. You've been through some Grace, shit. Grace, you're like, I've worked hard to get here. If you knew the stuff. You know, and we, can, we can all do this. So yeah. I, I love that answer. I, I love that. It's like, you're right. When we avoid, we're running, we're running towards, we're running. And it will towards. catch you. It will catch you. Something you talked about the judgment, you know, and the critics. So that, that's what keeps us, you know, hidden. It keeps us small, that fear of judgment. I mean, for me, it took me three years to be able to be comfortable to come on live three years. Oh, you can gosh. talk to my coaches. Yes. Why? Because I was afraid of the judgment and the criticism because I know it's out there. It took me a long time because we were conditioned, you know, in my, in the world I grew up in, it was all about judgment and worrying what people say. With that being said, how do you manage the judgment, the naysayers, the criticism being in the position you're in? Before I answer that, I'm going to pause and ask you a question. It's an interview with Grace Redmond. <laughs> what? Took you three years because you worried three about years. you were worried about the criticism, the judgment. That, let me ask you a question. Absolutely, because I know the answer. Because I was one of them. What feedback? Let's call it on social media. When you started posting and started mm -hmm. doing, what were the comments? Well, the comments were positive. However, what you don't see is what goes on behind. You know the comments. What th those those other pieces, and as you know, judgment is not you know, judgment is not about me or you when those people are judging. It's about the other person's own insecurities, 100%. beliefs, you know, but I, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. And you have I, to work, like you said, you have to work through um, your traumas and triggers within yourself to be able to step into the next, you know, to step into your power, to step so you, into the next place where you're going. A hundred percent. And so you, you didn't open the door. You maybe cracked the door or maybe you just unlocked the door to where I was going. You were fearing the comments and remember fear can be paralyzing. Absolutely. You know, it's better to do and, and, and you, you got to try. So three Absolutely. years you try, you're worried about the judgment. And I know because I saw online, I saw on social media, not just a few hundreds of positive comments on how you spoke to so many people and inspired so many people in so many ways, all positive and not just mildly. So don't be humble, positive. Oh, we got a few positive. They were amazing. And they came in droves of just grace. This is amazing. And has continued to do so where the judgment may be still laid. I'm not going to say with you, but in this situation, it's our own self-judgment. Okay. So I'm worried about the judgment and the criticism and the proof is in the pudding. You did it publicly. Social mm -hmm. media shows, not that that's going to be a you know, form no. of fuel, but it's just right there, black and white. 
People were very pleased, happy, and supportive and wanted more. Thank God, because that's where you are here today. But there's also self-judgment and even probably, I'm not saying yours, but in general, family judgment. And really is this. Sure. And what happens is we allow that to be the anchor that pulls us down and we don't give the gifts and the the mm-hmm. power to the good who are trying to lift us up because we're so focused on what's trying well, to pull us down. Exactly. And that's in general, you know, and, and this is something that I work on with my clients. It's like you have, you know, 10 people in your life who are supportive and loving, and then you have one person who's bringing you down and you focus on those words from that one person. So it goes, but it goes back to the avoidance, to the healing, to, to going w- within yourself um, and something, you know, that a lot of, you know, and I've, I've had this conversation before. I have so many people I want to bring on this platform and they tell me no because of that fear. Oh, like let their like tell them, don't play small. Tell them, let your light shine exactly. because and, it will give yeah. people that right. The judgment. So how did I work through it? Cause it always is. Yeah. It exists. I mean, it I does. was 21 years old. It was young people. I'd show a house. They don't know if it's, I'm the realtor or the client. They were, you know, are you sure people would say you're doing real estate? Oh, that's so cute. You're doing that real estate thing. I'm like, this is my career. So it, my main thing was saying, you know, people are going to say things regardless and that's okay. How do you get through the judgment? What can I control? I can only control my own thoughts. So I need to control my self-judgment. I need to control my Mm self-doubt. I need to keep the eye on the prize, which is my goal of where I want to be. That's right. I need to, you know, we say failure is not an option. Well, what measures success? Okay. Have I arrived? Have I, well, am I judging myself? How do I get through the judgment? I can't. People are always going to say things. And there's so many things. I had a group coming to my office from another company. And it was between our office and another company. And it was a new manager at the other company. So they're leaving company A and they're choosing me or another. And they left company A. And in the final interview with myself and another, the other one just got a new manager and said, you're going to go to Dudum Real Estate Group? I said, but Julie's just going to have more babies. That was their comment. Julie's just going to keep having babies. You want to be with, I had one at the time and I was pregnant with my second. Um, and I responded when they told me, I'm like, yeah, I am. And I had Rocco on December 11th. I was in the office December 12th. I mean, poor Rocco. But the reality is you're judging me. A, you don't know me and beyond my familial status. And you don't even, how dare you? And when I did meet her for the first time, I said something in a pleasant, but stern, direct way. I she did send me flowers the next day apologizing, but it's just like, shame on you. Right. We, we need to support each other in this yes. world, in this business, in this life. And you are going to prejudge. You're going to knock down my building to make yours feel taller. Don't worry That's about right. pushing me down. Just build yours taller and people will come. That's right. So I realized pretty early on, I can't control what people are going to say or do. When you're going to affect my business because I'm pregnant, you can't. So how do I deal with judgment? I don't worry about that. And I focus on that, which I can control, which is my judgment of myself and know that we need to be fair. We need to be more loving to ourselves. We need to put our right hand on our left shoulder, our left hand on our right shoulder and give ourselves a hug. I did that a lot through the pandemic with my company because some of them hadn't, if they lived alone, they hadn't been hugged or touched. And it's so important. It's so important. It's so so important. That that's, I, I love, like, I love everything, you know, that we're talking about and what I, really love is what you said, like, we need to support each other. 
And that's, that's what it's about. It's like, there's more than enough to go around for everyone. I can be successful. You can be successful. He can be, she can be, we can all be, there's no, if I win, doesn't mean you lose. Right. If you win, doesn't mean I lose. We all win. Yeah. We all win. And, And that's what I really want to put out there is like, help each other, support each other, empower each other, release the judgment. Because when you're judging another man or woman, you're only judging a part of yourself. Yeah. Yes. A shadow of yourself. And taking down people's trees to build yourself. I mean, you hear it when you're a kid, don't bully, don't. And it's misery loves company. And yeah, we talked about that where you said misery misery loves company. Be the guiding light to get them through because- like I said, it will hopefully inspire others to do the same. I've been inspired men, by men and women in this world who think they're just their average Joe and doing their thing. I mean, by you, by lots of people, you don't know the impact, the positive impact you have on people just by being yourself, by being right. yourself, by being the best version of you, people can take things away that help them grow. Um, so yeah, there's being the best version of yourself of yourself and i think that's where the success lies yes being outstanding is great and the achievements and of course you know we we want to um some of us want to thrive for that at the end of the day it's just being who you are we don't even know what a smile does what a kind word does and oh. like you today being here i mean how impactful your um being here with us today it's like i see all, all of these comments already and i'm so grateful to you huh. for, for being here with Who's us, you are amazing. You are amazing, and I'll let you know who's here with us right now. So, who's Nancy okay. is here. Thank Where you. Where do you so see much. us, Grace? Kara Gamble Holmes is with us, and Kathy Bickbinet, and Rania Kashu is with us, and Tina Masara Lucas. Oh um, wow! McSweeney, Allison Sakamoto. So, thank you so much, Julie. I just clicked. I didn't know there were comments. How cool is that? Yeah, Kathy, yeah. Page, Kara. Oh, Tina, Nancy. Oh, see. Nancy, go for it, girl. Don't operate from a place of fear. Go get your license, girl. Yes. Yeah, yes. there's, I'm Patty, my Patty. Patty knew me since I was a kid. Why am I wired how I am? Because Patty Burke McSweeney. Patty Burke taught me that anything's possible. For <laughs> real. So it is, it's, um, yeah, it's amazing that, I, you know, I'm a believer in strength in numbers. I'm a believer of, you know, we're on this ride together. So why not? Yes. And um it's okay. It's, it's okay to want more, to be more. Absolutely. It's okay. Don't feel guilty or like I said, never play small, shine and be proud. Yes. We only get one shot at this. That's right. There's no rewind. That's right. And like you said, just take it to the limit. Don't, you know, take no for an answer and just don't play small. I loved it. so many amazing nuggets awesome. of wisdom with you today. Thank you so much for joining me. It was an honor and a gift. And for all of you watching, thank you so much. I am very grateful. I know there are so many other places you could be right now. I'm so thankful and grateful for all of you to be here and Julie for having you. Thank you so much. And if you enjoyed this, please share and rate. Mm-hmm. And we will also have this up on um, the podcast platform very soon. So you can. And thank you, Grace. Watch. Thank you for even inviting me and thinking of me. My We've pleasure. always wanted to connect for so long. Yes. So this was so great. And yeah, um, you. thank you ladies for joining on. I know we went off on total, you know, emotional rants on how to fix life, but you know, we're all pretty blessed at whatever stage we're at. We're all in a Amen. good place. And 
So celebrate that, celebrate yourself today. And Grace, can't thank you enough for thinking of me and having me and being who you are because your light shines bright and it's helped so many of us. Thank you so much. And thank you all. Stay with me, Julie. Wishing you all an amazing, amazing day. And thank you so much. Hey, love. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so grateful for you. I'd like to show you my appreciation by gifting you a free forgiveness self-hypnosis audio download. Part of living the fun and fabulous life is practicing forgiveness. Forgiveness can be such a long and challenging process. My intention is that this forgiveness audio will help you in practicing forgiveness, especially with yourself. Grab it by visiting daretoachieve.com backslash forgiveness. For more inspiring tips, make sure to connect with me on social media. Drop me a line on Facebook or Instagram at Grace Redmond Dare to Achieve. Until next time, keep moving forward towards living your fabulous life.